morning, everybody. Welcome to the JTNZ podcast show. I'm your host, JT, alongside my co-host, Z. Z, welcome. How are you? Okay, what's happening? How you doing? Everything good over here? I uh, hope you're doing well. Ready to jump into another episode. Yes, everything's going well. Uh, happy to get right back into it. Uh, giving the fans what they want, of course. Everyone's loving it and they want more and more. So that's what we're going to give them. Uh, let's get to the pitching in this league. Um, right off the bat, pitching is obviously, you know, one of the most important things in this game. Uh, and we have a whole uh, you know, slew of great pitchers. Um, it's really great to have. And um, let's just rip off one through eight who we're going to, you know, we'll go one for one on who we think is deserving of the spot. And then we'll get into depth on them later. Uh, my number one pick, best pitcher in the league, in my opinion, is Nabe still. Who's your one? Uh, I'm going Maxi Deed with the slight edge. My number two is Maxi Deed. And my number two, Nabe, right behind. Okay, this is where it gets interesting. Uh, number three, I'm going to go with, I'm still going to ride him, and I'm going to go A.B. Sack as my number three. Wow, love it. Um, obviously, great choice. I'm going to go with Eddie Harari. I just uh, I just played with him. Guy is uh, incredible. Well, we could get into it later. But I'm going to go. Number three. Yeah, I'm going to go for Eddie Harari. And I'm going to go A.B. Saka. So we flip-flopped the first four, which is fine. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a coin flip there at the 3-4 spot, no doubt. Um, my number five is where it gets really interesting. Uh, my five is going to be, I still got to give Ralph Hannon the nod. I do. Um, interesting. Interesting. My five, I'm going Jeff Saka. My six is going to be, believe it or not, I'm going to go A.B. Cohen. Wow. I'm going to go A.B. Cohen over Jeff, yeah. Nice. Um, so we're going to have a little different list. I'm going number six. I'm going Leo Casson. Wow. No, right. Leo Casson. The guy's been doing it, man. He's he, It's time he gets some respect. He's been doing it. He's got a couple of rings. I'm going to go number seven, Jeffrey Saka, for sure. And number seven, I'm going A.B. Cohen. Number eight will be Leo Kasson for me. Number eight is Ralph Hannon for me, which is crazy. I can't believe I just said that, but. No. It is pretty insane. Um, all right, let's get into it. Getting in the box. Uh, Z, getting in the box against an E.B., uh, throwing smoke. Um, you know, what's your approach? My approach on uh, an AB is just obviously, you know, gear up for the heat. It's no secret. Guys coming in hot. Uh, and you don't want to really get overpowered by that fastball. So you're pretty much, you know, I don't know if I'm giving too much away, but I'm cheating fastball all day. I'm trying to get out early in front of it. I'm trying to turn and burn on it and really just, you know, get some good good meat on the ball and hit the ball hard somewhere. Good things will happen when you hit the ball hard, even if it's right at a guy. Uh, so hard and low is going to do the trick. 
I like to really, um, you know, get on them early in the count. What about you, JT? I mean, maybe uh, you said, I mean, he's just, you know, I'm sitting dead red all day long against Navy. And, um, you know, I, I think Navy's got to make a change to his repertoire. I mean, he really is a one-pitch pitcher. And a lot of these other pitchers have multiple pitches. And Navy, the best in the league, only has one. Because I don't even count that riser as a pitch. He throws it 4% of the time, and it's – It hits one, one out of 10. And, and it's one out of 10 at best. I mean, and, 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 and more importantly, his ball – is hitting the backstop. I mean, you don't even have to. You, you don't even have to look at it. He, he, he puts no pressure on the. He puts no pressure on the hitter in a two strike count. He's throwing the ball against the against the backstop on a riser. He's got to mix it up. He's got to get a second pitch. Um, you know, he's got to develop some type of changeup. I know he has that little get me over strike, but it's you know what's coming. He's got to throw it early. In. He does have that changeup, but that changeup is. It's not a good changeup. Uh, he doesn't throw it in, in 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 the right counts. You can almost tell it's coming. You can almost you know you can just tell it's coming, and um, he he's got he's got to he's got to learn to pitch a little bit better. He also has to work on his riser. He's got to land it more. He's got to take something off it and throw it earlier in counts. Throw it when it's not being expected, and his balls have to be better. He's got to be around the zone more, and. Uh, you know, my approach is just sitting dead red at this point. Yeah, hundred percent. It's the same way. Uh, I think when I step into the box, for all the reasons you just noted, uh, there's nothing else that you really need to be concerned about at this point. Especially, you know, I, I don't. I'm not afraid. Maybe you know, when you get to uh, the bottom of the order, those type of guys, they got to think a little differently. I, I'm not too sure. Um. But for all the reasons you just said, JT, I don't know how you take him over Max Udeed. Max Udeed, I feel like, and we'll get into how it how it is to be in the box against him. Uh, you don't have to worry about any of these things. He has a secondary pitch, even as a third pitch. He doesn't, uh, you know, his his balls are close enough to the strike zone to keep you honest. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Max is really tough, like you said, and I want you to touch on it on it more. Maybe you know more of his pitches than I do, but he's got the fastball. He's got the riser at a medium speed where he starts it in the middle of the plate and it runs up where he's swinging at that high pitch and you're going to pop it up and it starts as a strike the whole way and then all of a sudden it starts rising and it's slow enough to – it's the perfect speed to swing at. It's very hard to lay off. He's been getting me out on it a it looks lot. Looks like a strike the whole way. So it's really tough. And then he also has the fastball riser. He also has pinpoint accuracy in and out at a good enough speed to get you out. You don't need to throw 100 miles an hour like Navy does. Um, he's really tough to face, and I used to have a lot of success against him, but the last, um, you know maybe 10 or 12 at-bats. I think at best I'm like two for 12 against him. He's had my number. Um, before then, I really had his, but now he has mine. and um, He's been really tough to hit, and he's a guy that has a whole array of pitches, and he, he's really tough to hit. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he also does have that speed that maybe has, maybe not to the full extent, but – you know, he could really reach back and, and laser one in there, too, when he wants to. He just doesn't do it as often and doesn't showcase it. 
Um, but he sort of has amazing feel on the mound. He'll, he'll have all these pitches. He'll throw them at the right times. He doesn't walk guys. He's got insane control. And one thing that he's got that little side-to-side pitch that he's been whipping out lately. And one thing about Max that I know for a fact is true, he's in the lab every single offseason inventing uh, new pitches, working on his craft, you know, trying to develop things and just get better and better and better. And that's something, you know, you could count on from him, which is, you know, it's something to be be feared if you're – if you're a batter in this league, if you're a hitter, um, you know, you get all these hitters, they're going to KJ and they're getting their reps in. Maxi Deed is getting his reps in as well. You could count on that. Yeah, he's really good and he's definitely always working on it, like you said. Uh, and, you know, kudos to him. Um, he's a diehard. Uh, number, th- you know, AB Saka is a guy that also, like me, B, really has one pitch. You know, he only has one speed. One pitch. I know he sometimes tries that little flip pitch, but there's really nothing to that. And I think AB's, uh, you know, secondary pitch. There's nothing really you need to be on edge about. Yeah. So I I, I also think AB, I think AB needs to work on a second pitch. He's got to work on a, just like a medium, a little bit less than medium type pitch just to get you over and pop you out. I can't tell you how many times guys pop out on A.B. Collins' pitch. They pop out on those slow slow balls. It really works. It's effective. And changing speeds is the name of the game. In and out, changing speeds, and you get the hitter guessing. And right now, A.B.'s not doing that. And I do think he's got to work on that. Um, and, you know, listen, I, I do think the lefty-righty hurts him. It's much easier to hit against A.B. Saka than Eddie Harari. Eddie Harari's... You know, he's coming in righty on righty, inside, loves to pound the inside half. He has a funky delivery, throws hard. And A.B., you know, so so I do think that lefty hurts him, and I think it's caught up with him, and that's why he hasn't had much success the last couple of years. But, uh, you know, it's still one guy that I want to go to battle with. He works quick. He works fast, um, pounds the zone. He's just like Maxi D. Those two are the most accurate pitchers this league's ever seen. He gets the straight, you know, down 3-0, he'll battle right back. And he works the inside corner. He has that cutter that really um, is effective, but he, he needs to change He needs to change speeds more, I think. Yeah, uh, JT made a lot of great points there. Uh, I think what it makes A.B. Saka most dangerous uh, is that cutter. It's sort of like a Nestor Cortez in a way. <laughs> You know, it's not the fastest of cutters, but just finds a way to consistently get in on your hands. He jams a lot of guys up and in. Uh, then he'll paint the outside corner low and away. And he, he does have that precision that you mentioned. Um, yeah, he doesn't have a lot to really change speeds and uh, keep you off balance anymore, but he hits his spots. He works it in and out. You know he's not going to walk you. Uh, he's got that bulldog mentality, and he, fi- he finds a way to win. He does find a way to win games. Uh, he's just a pitcher, a true definition of a pitcher. He knows how to get guys out. So uh, I, I, I think I think at this point, no question. I think at this point that he he needs a you know just like anyone else, but I think even more so to him, he needs a really good defense behind him because the ball's gonna get hit hard, and 
he needs a good defense behind him. And like you said, he's a winner and he'll, he'll do the rest. And I'll, I'll go to war with him any day. Uh, I'm a big A.B. Saka fan. Very, very big. Same here. One of my favorites. One of my favorite players. Uh, you know, he, I won my first ever title with him. So those are the things you never forget. Uh, I'd love to go to war with him again. Uh, and it depends on the team around him. Like you said, you know, he needs that defense. He needs a little bit of a lineup. You can't just uh, treat him as a maxi D and AB uh, where he's going to shut down a team. But, you you know, you don't have to worry about a guy like that. You just put him out there and he's going to do what he has to do. Uh, um, Eddie. Let's talk about yeah, Eddie. Eddie. Yeah, Eddie Ray. I'll let you go first. This is your boy. You played with him. Yeah, just had a nice year with Eddie. Uh, he's back-to-back one seeds. Obviously, he's young, hasn't had a chance to really win the big, big game. So that could be seen as a knock against him so far um, in his young career. But I'm telling you, man, this guy's got stuff. He's got real, real stuff. He hits you with the heat, then he hits you with the off-speed. It's it's a changeup. It's a changeup. He, you know, he, he gets you out in front, and then he, he'll burn you paint that inside corner better than anyone I've ever seen. It gets on you so quick on that inside corner. He'll jam you. The ball come right to third base and shortstop for a nice soft grounder. Um, he's really good. He's really, really good. And the, the ceiling is, is really high for him. Um, obviously he's only going to get better and better at this age. Uh, he's going to learn how to become more of a pitcher, how to get guys out what not to throw in certain scenarios, uh, you know, just how to get hitters out, um, really all of that, you know, who to attack and who to just understand that these guys are going to beat you and don't let it uh, bend you in, stuff like that. Um, I, I faced him two years ago. Obviously, I didn't get to face him this year. Um, so, JT, I'll let you speak a little bit, bit more about that. But, you know, he, he gets on you. The ball gets to you um, just quickly. It really does and sort of finds you in a weird way and doesn't have you ready to hit. But, JT, I'll let you speak a little more about that. Yeah, I mean, he. you said you made a lot of great points about him. I agree with everything you said. And I'll just touch up on a couple other things. Uh, he, um, you know, like you said about Max, he's also in the lab every year getting better, working on pitches. He's a diehard. He's also very, very smart, very smart kid. And just like everyone in the league is learning about the certain pitchers, he's learning about the hitters. And so he's only going to get better. He knows his hitters really well. And um, he pays attention. He has multiple pitches. And like you said, he he really does have very deceptive, deceptive speed. He throws really hard. And... He can get on you quick. He loves the inside. He loves the inner half of the plate. Um, usually when he's getting hit, it's when he's missing and he's just all over the heart of the plate. But when he's on pinpointing, I mean, you're going to get results like he did in the semifinals this past season, just shutting down the opposition. Um, and one thing really I, good. I forgot to mention about Eddie is he cares just as much, if not more than anyone. I know he wants to win. I know he wants to build a legacy in the league. He wants to be looked at as, you know, one of the great pitchers and he wants to win a bunch of titles and he's not, he's not stopping until he does that. So, so it's another thing to like about him. Yeah. And, and it's great that we have him on our side because 
he, uh, you know, he was contemplating coming his first year and I pushed him to come and I said, dude, I promise you, after you come your first year, you'll never look back. And that's exactly what's happened. He's never looking back. He's so happy he's come. And uh, it's really great to have him. We really needed a young pitcher and he's a good kid, great kid to have. And, uh, and thank you, JT for, uh, pushing him that way because yeah, I'll take, I'll take, I'll definitely yeah, I'll definitely take some credit there uh, recruiting him. Um, happy he came. He's awesome. Um, next guy I want to touch up on, number five, is we can go to – let's go to Jeff Saka. Okay. Um, let's go to Jeff Saka. Uh, Jeff Saka, I played with him. He was tremendous with the D-backs. He's awesome. He had the second lowest ERA probably ever after Maxi D. Um, he was unbelievable. He was unbelievable that year. And this past year, I mean, listen, in a big game, his ERA is probably under one. I mean, this guy throws shutouts in these games. He loses one, nothing in 16 innings. This guy is a warrior. He's a workhorse. He's very smart. He has a full repertoire of pitches. He was in the lab this year working on everything and it clearly showed. And uh, we, I, I faced him in the World Series this year, and he literally got me out multiple times. He got me out. You know, usually, you know, you get yourself out. But he really got me out a couple of times. He gets ahead of you 0-2. He gives you that. It's really like a slider. You know, he gives you like a slider. Perfect. Perfect. It really is. It's like a slider. It runs away from you, and it rises a little bit. And it's just, I mean, the slider really tends to move downward, but his – cuts away from you and rises a little bit very tough to lay off and he's a really good pitcher he, he he's gotten older and with getting older he made the changes to keep himself relevant so i got to give a lot of respect to jeff yeah it's sort of like uh you know cc sabathian in a way where he was like this fireball thrower throwing a lot of heat and then sort of, you know, got older and had to reinvent his game a little, Came became more of a finesse pitcher and sort of learned how to get guys out, paint the corners, uh, you know, throw certain pitches, realize you don't need to throw as hard. You just need to know how to get guys out, which Jeff really, really does well. Um, he has that slider, like you said, he'll, he'll it'll start in at your hip and then hit the inside corner for a strike and then the next one will middle the plate and then you know hit the outside corner and you're just hitting the, the end of the bat not really getting good wood on it uh so he really knows how to get guys out you know he's gonna battle you know he's got that same mentality similar to an av saka that he's just gonna do anything he can to win you want him on your side you want him in your corner uh, he sort of has that also riser pitch that doesn't really rise. It sort of locks you up at the knees, um, which is a good pitch. I've seen him get a ton of guys out on that. Uh, so, yeah, Jeff's a really good pitcher. I, I would go to war with him any day as well. Yeah, he's awesome. And um, I love your comp to CC. That was a great one. Um, yeah, Jeff's awesome. And <clears throat> another thing I want to say about Jeff, I forgot. I'm very upset I forgot, but I guess I'll get back to it as we talk about the other pitchers. I'll, I'll get back to it, but um, let's move on to our next guy, um, Leo Casson. Who? Leo Casson. That's my number six. That's your number eight, right? 
Yeah, I'll let you go first. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go first. I'll tell you why I picked him six. Uh, the guy's got two of the last four titles, JT. Yeah, two out of four. Two out of the last four. And that says a lot right there. Yeah, a lot of it has to do with where he goes in the draft and has a built-up team, a stacked roster. And, yeah, I'm sure that helps a lot. But Leo really found his groove from the early days. Um, he found out how to get guys out. He's just consistent now. And when he's not walking those guys, which was his big Achilles heel for a long time, uh, he's pretty effective. He sort of lulls you to sleep and just throws the ball over the plate. And he, he could hit a little outside corner, hit a little inside corner. The ball sort of like loops in there. So a lot of guys get under it and it's just fly ball, fly ball, fly ball. That's when he's on. Um, I, I don't really, haven't really found Leo getting hit so hard in the last couple of years. It's more so the walks that do him in. If he could stay away from that walk, he's been proven to be a really effective pitcher. And it's, it's yeah, so that's, that's yeah. where I'll come in. I'll come in there. You know, the walks is really who he is. I don't think he's fixing that. I mean, he's pitching long enough. The walks are just unacceptable. He, uh, but I listen. He's definitely gotten better, but I, I just can't get away from the fact that and, – and, and we haven't seen it yet because three straight years he's been drafted on three of the best teams in the league. So I'm waiting for him to get drafted to a normal team, and let's see how he does. I don't think he's in a farewell. Yeah, but JT, what's, I, a nor- what's a normal team? Who's taking him in the sixth, seventh round? No one. He's not going there. Any. I got gotcha, you, but it's – Right, but just because you get picked in the 8th, ninth, or 10th, wherever you get drafted, doesn't mean you're going to have a great team. There's guys, there's captains that could screw up a draft. Yeah. He happens to have been he happens to have been drafted on three perfect teams who a guy who didn't miss a pick. So, yes, it's likely that he has a really good team in the 8th round, ninth round. We get that. But it's also possible that that team's not – as stacked as it's been. So I'm waiting for him to just not be on a superstar, all-star team. He hasn't been that in the last three years. And I think, you know, I, I, I listen, I just don't think if you put him on Caballo's team this year, where Jeffrey Saka took that team to the World Series, I don't think Leo's making that run. I, I, I just don't. I, I think they're crumbling, falling apart. And... um yeah, I, I just don't have. You make a really great point, and and I didn't see that aspect of it. I didn't see that side of it until you just mentioned it. Um, if factors in, yeah, would love to see him on a badly drafted team. I'm sure his team will come in seventh or eighth place, missing the playoffs. And yeah, you replace him with Jeff Sack on Caballos. I don't think they make that run, but I do think that in our league, that's the difference between. The fifth and the sixth, seventh, eighth pitchers. I think there is that drop off, and it would be unfair to compare the two. That's why Jeff goes in the fifth, sixth round, and the next pitcher doesn't go again until the eighth, ninth, tenth rounds. I hear that. I do. Um, and you know what? In fairness to Leo, Ralph Hannon was drafted on a super team as well. Ralph Hannon this year had the same roster as Leo's had the last three years, more or less the same. Yeah, what about about Ralph Hannon on uh, Mocas is the ones who knock? That team was absolutely loaded. It was. 
It was. And you know what? Ralph did nothing. It's true. And Ralph's done nothing with those two teams. He He did not pitch bad in that year to his credit. But, you know, a stacked roster like that. Leo's been getting it done. He's got two rings on his finger. He's got two. Uh, I have one. Okay. You could say a fluke. He had a great year. His team was insane. He's got two. I hear that. Uh, You don't, all you got to do is just not screw it up. And Leo's doing that. So he figured out how to do it. For sure. And I got to give him respect there. I really do. Um, You know what? By the way, uh, to Leo's, uh, you know, credit, he's got, Two rings and four straight semifinals. It's pretty damn good. Pretty damn good. Uh, there's not a lot of pitchers that could even say that. Maybe can't say that. I'm 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 stumped. Yeah, I I know. I'm stumped too. I stumped myself. I'm stumped, man. Um, listen. Uh, let let me see it. I just want to see it with a regular team. Let's wait one more year. Um, I just want to see how he does. And I and I don't need him to make the semis or finals to to say oh, to say oh I told you so. I want to see how many wins he gets. I want to see if he clears six wins. If he clears six, if he goes six and eight on a on a regular team, I'll I'll, I'll even give him credit there. But if he wins four or five, three, four or five games, or you know even one or two, uh, then, you know, I stand by my point. But yeah, I, I could see it go either way, but I, I keep going through this in my own head, you know, before we uh, got on the pod. Maybe there's just something that we're missing because the guy found something and he's in four straight semifinals. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe we're missing something. Maybe everyone's missing something. I don't know. I don't know. The question I ask myself. Um, let's get to the next guy, uh, Ralph Hannon. Uh, Ralph Hannon has been really, in, uh, you know, he's been underwhelming to, to say the least in the YMSL in the morning league. Uh, he's had success in the night league. He won three championships. I'm pretty sure he has the most in that league. Um, so I'm happy for him there. But in terms of bringing it each and every morning in the YMSL, over the course of his career, he's never won a playoff series. I mean, never it's not. Game? He's won a playoff game, but he's never won a series. It's a fact. Okay. It's an absolute fact. And it's troubling to hear. I feel for him. He's a really good pitcher. He's a really good kid. He's got great stuff. When he's on, he's as good as anyone. Yeah, it's really true. Um, true. But he's just – he's come up small in many big spots, and he's come up small with some of these stacked, stacked teams he's had the last couple of years. So, you know, it used to be he'd get drafted a little bit earlier. Okay, he's – his team's not that great. But his team's been great the last few years. He's been dipping and dipping and dipping in the draft, and I think he's going to dip even more this year. And – I do think he's going to get another shot. And I actually, I'm calling it here. I think he's going to make a work. I think he's going to win a playoff series. And I, I think he's going to get to the World Series this year. That's my prediction. Wow. Uh, I, I'm not saying he's going to win it, but I think he's going to finally get there. JT, I, I, 
I think that's a solid call based off of just analyzing everything and just understanding that he's probably going to dip in the draft a little bit, a little bit more. Um, it makes sense. His stuff is great. He has great stuff. He could overpower you on any given week. He's not gonna. He's not the strikeout type pitcher, but he could just overpower you to some weak contact and some easy outs for the defense. Um, he could also strike out the end of the lineup, guys. He could. He's not a. Yeah, he 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 could he could he could pile up. He doesn't have that strikeout pitch that I'm talking about. You know, like a riser or a changeup. It's really just straight heat. Um, yeah, and it's a with a little with a little spin. It's got a little spin on his ball. Spin. Yeah, it's a pretty straight ball most of the time. Um, and it's just crazy that he hasn't won a playoff series. I can't believe it. He's also had some incredibly bad luck. Incredibly bad luck. I mean, he he's pitched a ton of, in my recent memory, great like play-in games or one-game playoffs or do-or-die games. Um, he's pitched some great games. I, I know he had a crazy one. Uh few years ago, Juber threw the ball away on that big error. I think it was DX. Yeah. Oh, no, no. That was um to the moon. That was to the moon. To the moon. Yeah. Who who he? It was, against, it was against the Kakambas, too. Yeah. Against the I was there for that game. That was a very bad error. Um. Yeah, listen, he's had some bad luck for sure. And, uh, but listen. One to knock. He pitched a great playing game. Um. I forgot the team that beat him that day. Maybe it was DX. Or uh No, well he um Oh, it was cold blooded. Cold blooded. Oh, cold blooded. You're right. We, we ended up facing them. Uh we were the one seed and that was the four versus five game. Uh he he pitched a great game that game too. I remember it being low scoring. So and I think, by the way, it's crazy to say, but he has been getting better. I know he's slipping in the draft, and people are losing confidence in taking him, but he has been getting better. His his bat used to be dynamite when I first entered the league. Um, I, I remember playing him in left field on Memorial 1, probably the furthest I've ever played anyone, and he hit a fly ball that was just, like, so deep. And he got away from his bat, and I think he's focusing more on pitching over the years, and he has been improving. I really just think he just has bad luck so far. I mean, it's a great point to bring up his bat. His bat's been amazing to start, and then the last couple of years it's been terrible. I mean, he's been terrible. batting seven. He's been batting seven, eight, nine. He used to be automatic four, five, yeah, three, no four, five, and, and and that's a big thing, and that, and that's hurting his team. In terms of winning games, it is because if he's going to be productive in the middle of that lineup, big bat. That's a big bat. If he's hitting, that team's going to be really, really tough. So, uh, listen, his bat's been coming around a little bit more. It has. Um, it, it's been coming around. So, um, so the, pro- the, problem, I, I look- the problem, yeah, sorry. Uh, the problem with Ralph there is like he had that dynamite bat coming in. It was really incredible. And those you know, following years, he kept getting drafted as a pitcher with with solid stuff and a dynamite bat, and he was being overdrafted because that, that bat was not delivering. And now, you know, if he gets really drafted in the right spot, 
Um, you know, you can't draft him for his bat. Draft him as a strict pitcher. He'll go a little later than he's been going. He'll have a better team. You won't be relying on him for his bat. And I think that's where you'll find some success out of Ralph. And like you said, I don't think it's crazy to say he'll make a run at things this year. I really don't. Think it's yeah, I, I, well, I mean, the, the only thing I'll, I'll, I'll say to that is he did it this year. This year, what you just said happened this year. He went late this year. He went really late. I don't think he's going to go later than that. I think that's the latest he'll ever go. But And he still didn't get it done. And his team was loaded beyond belief. Um, but I do think, listen, that year we'll throw it out and we'll see what he does this year. I do think he's primed to happen. It could be loaded on paper, but it may not come together on the field. It definitely didn't. Um, uh, it was a lousy year that team had. Um, let's move on to the next pitcher. I believe our last. Yeah. Yes, it's our last. You're six. Yeah, so this five. is my six. You're five. You took him ahead of Jeff, right? I t- six, seven. No, I took him six. I took Hannon five. Gotcha. Hannon's my five. I'm going to go six. AB. So AB Cohen's my guy. Uh, listen, A.B. Cohen, he has a natural movement to his ball. His ball moves. Yep. When he when he throws hard and he lands it for a strike, it's one of the toughest pitches to hit. It really is. Now, he obviously doesn't throw it often, and he doesn't land it as much as you know we would all like. But I'll tell you this. I played with him last year. I played with him many years. This year, he was landing that fastball much more than ever. And you know what? He was incredible this year. He, we, we missed him the first week. We went 0-2. We got rocked. He wasn't there. When he came back, we were unbelievable. He he was clearly the difference maker. He was he was the MVP of the team. I mean, without him, we have no chance of winning. So he came in, stepped in. He was pounding the zone, getting out of innings. One, two, three, one, two, three, pitching to contact, not walking a batter. He's got tremendous control. Now, obviously, his ball that he throws over for a strike is really, really slow. But you know what? He gets guys out. These guys pop him up. He puts a little spin on it. He puts a little something on it, a little English. And he and this guy just gets it done. I, I'm a big believer in him now. His stamina is definitely a cause for concern at this point, but Again, last year he did it, and when he needs to get it, when he you know in a playoff series, when he needs two games, he he'll give you two games. And you know what? In the postseason, a lot of the time you're playing one game a day. You know, you're playing a game three standalone. You're playing a game five, a game three in the World Series standalone, and that's effective for him. That that helps out. That helps him out a lot. The scheduling. Yeah, it definitely works in his favor. Those standalone games in the playoffs. And I, I think that that, uh, you know, stamina thing is a little overblown. Obviously, you know, he's one of the older pitchers in the league. But he, he sort of is two different pitchers in a doubleheader. First game, he's coming out with heat. He's, he's giving you all that stuff, that natural movement that you spoke about. And he he's really good in, in that way. And then sort of game two, he, he sort of reminds me of like Leo when he's on. He's just getting guys out. It's not overpowering stuff, but he's a smart pitcher. He knows how to get guys out, and he knows what to do. And, yeah, he may not have the same gas in the tank, but he's still getting you to where you need to go. And, you know, personally, I haven't faced A.B., I think, since 20, 
19 because um, this year it was my wedding day when uh, we faced him last year. He was missing when I was facing him the year before he was splitting time with Ancona. So only Ancona pitch. I haven't seen him since 2019. So it's been, oh, a, wow. it's been a while for me, but oh, uh, wow. just watching him and obviously the results he's been back, back to back world series. Uh, and I know he's just looking at the numbers, looking at the ERA and stuff like that. Watching videos, watching film, all that stuff, talking to other hitters. He, he's effective. He's really getting the job done. And I'm not buying into that whole uh, stamina thing. I know that's always the big question with him is, oh, how you can't pitch a game too. And this and that, I think it's overblown. I really do. I mean, I, I, I've I played with him a ton and I definitely see what they're talking about with the stamina because game one, he comes out firing and then game two, he slows down and he sometimes, sometimes he tends to get hit in game two. And then he sort of starts to fall out of it and just say, you know what, tomorrow's another day. And he really more as a playoff pitcher. He always says, hey, this is always his motto, get me into the playoffs. He's not a regular season guy. So a lot of the times game twos in the regular season, he really isn't locked in as much. Now, obviously, if, you know, the team needs a win and, you know, we fall behind and we're like two and four, you know, of course, you know, two and five, of course, I'll lock in. But. For the most part, he's in cruise control game two. Um, and he, you know, he, he he's, it's really amazing what he's been. He's been really effective. And I, I really hope he comes back this year. I think he will. And um, I'm curious to know where he gets picked. You know, I'm very curious to know how all these pitchers get picked because it's really not automatic. I mean, me and you had a difference, a big difference. And I think a lot of guys also have a big difference. We didn't agree on one pitcher. <laughs> we, we, we didn't. We really didn't. I mean, we were close on A.B. Harari and A.B. Sack and Eddie Harari, but for the most part, we had – Yeah, we, had, we, we were, yeah, we, we're flip-flopping all over the place, but we – I'm, I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious to know where these guys get picked, these captains. Some love Hannon. Some hate him. Some love Leo. Some hate him. Some love Jeff Saka. Some – you know, don't really love him so much. Yeah, some guy, some, yeah, some love baby Saka, and everyone would would, uh, would dream to play with Max and AB. So, yeah, and I mean, some guys, you know, love Hannon, and they would be like, you know, I'm not taking AB Saka or Eddie Harari that early. I'll wait on Hannon, you know. So it's really, it's it's really a, a, a you know a, a crapshoot. And it's always it's always interesting to see how the draft turns out with the pitching. Always. It's always one of my favorite things. Draft day is my favorite, and that's one of the best things about it is the pitching. Yeah, you never know. You never know how it's going to turn. You never know, you know, what captains are thinking. Because like you said, you know, it's it's a preference thing for a lot of it and also value when you could take a guy, when you could get him. So I think it's interesting. And I, I do see – a lot of captains going to go towards the wait and see approach because that's proven to be, um, you know, more successful over these last few years, uh, definitely in the DSN era of things. Um, you know, like we said, Leo's got two titles, AB Cohen's got a title and Max got a title in the last four years. Um, with AB Cohen and Leo making a ton of world series as well. So, 
I think you're going to see captains try to wait on uh, on some pitchers, and it's going to create some of the other pitchers to go a little later, such as A.B. Saka, um, Jeff Saka, you know, those guys. I think they're going to go a little later than usual now. And it's not because of talent. It's just because of the way the captains see things. And I do think that you're going to have – Navy or Max, I'm not sure who's going to go first. And then Eddie Harari going to be the three first pitchers off the board. That's what I think. You know what? Uh, you, you make a great point there because a lot of guys are going to, you know, like Navy and Max, they're going to get the raw end of things because they're going to get picked in the first round. And Eddie Harari, A.B. Sacken now with Ralph Hanna and all these other great pitchers, Jeffrey Sacken and everyone. No one, these pitchers, these these captains don't really care who they end up with. So Eddie Harari may slip. And if Eddie Harari slips to the fourth round and A.B. Saka slips to the fifth round, it makes it much, much harder for Naby and Max UD to win. So I always know, I know for a fact, Naby and Max always want these pitchers to go as soon as possible to even the playing field. But I don't don't think that's going to happen. And I think that's going to really hurt those two. Uh, and I think it's going to hurt their chances of of raising that cup at the end of the year. Yeah, I know we spoke about it a little bit on a previous pod, but uh, I don't think that it makes for these guys to go early anymore. Uh, the evidence is there. It's it's really tough for them to win unless the captain makes another trade in addition to grabbing them. Yeah, you're going to win a lot of games with Max and AB. You're going to make the playoffs. You're probably going to make a run, but – to win it all is what every player strives for, and it's proven to be really tough to win with a pitcher going in the top five. And I know from speaking to Max uh, outside of things, Max himself doesn't think he's a top five pick because it is really hard to win. It is really, really hard to win when you pick a pitcher in that top five. Um, I don't I don't blame him. I don't blame it. I, I don't blame Max at all. For a second, for thinking that way, I I I agree with them, and um, you know, it's also so tough on Max and A because when they go up against these other teams and they look at the rosters, and it's just like, what the hell? I mean, my six, seven, eight hitter is like they're eight, nine, ten. I'm sorry, the other way around. My no, no, yeah, that way. There's you know, my six, seven, eight hitter is their eight, nine, ten hitter. You know, and it's just like unfair. It's like I, it's like I, I gotta really be the difference here. You know. Yeah, some of these teams have been constructed even where like the four, five, six hitters are the seven, eight, nine hitters. It's and, crazy. And it, it is crazy, but that's the price you pay when you pick a max or an AB. And you know, you can't really go wrong. I would sign up for that, and I think most captains and players would love to draft max and AB the first second that they can. Um, you know, it's still considered the Navy lottery, that number one pick. Uh, I think so. Uh, it just, it really is tough and it's going to be interesting to see where these guys go and if they continue to go as high as they have been, obviously they're deserving, but you know, captains want to win and players want to win. So, you know, as, as Eddie Harari comes into the league and as, um, I mean, really just Eddie Harari. Once Eddie Harari came in the league, it really hurt. You know, it, it, it hurts Max and A.B. because now there's another great pitcher. And, you know, they're not really – it's not really such a big difference anymore between the top two 
and Eddie and all these other guys, you know. But without Eddie in the league, you throw in a scrub pitcher, and now Navy matters. You know, Navy going up against a scrub pitcher and a couple of studs, you know, Navy's offense is going to be able to hold up and score runs. So Eddie Harari coming into the league, it hurt them. So I, yeah, 100%. You're 100% right. And I have this thing, you know, I've been a captain, uh, so I analyze this a lot. But I've had this thing that, like, it's, I try to, obviously, I could be wrong, but I try to predict it being the pitcher's year, like that specific pitcher's year. I knew in 2018, yeah, 2018, I knew that it, that would be Maxi Deed's year. Based off where he was draft, being drafted, I knew that this guy is primed for a breakout and where he's projected to go in the draft, he's going to have a real shot at winning it. I, the reason why I didn't pick him, I ended up with Navy that year. Not a bad uh, consolation prize. We ended up meeting in the World Series, but I had the number two pick, and A.B. Sack actually won the number one pick and obviously had no need for Navy, so he traded him to me, the second pick, the next best thing. That's the reason why I didn't take Max that year. So, you know, I have, I have these things with pitchers, and obviously I didn't make that mistake in 2020 when taking Max. Uh, but, you know, it could be a specific pitcher's year. And JT, the more I'm thinking about it, really could be that Ralph Hannon year based off where he's hey, stay, stay away, stay away, stay away from my guy. Hey, it could be us three. Don't count it out. <laughs> Possible. It is. But I think I think after seeing your draft board, I think you're going to take Jake Dork over me. So Listen, listen, you never know how the draft plays out. Uh, that was in a perfect world, in a vacuum. Uh, you know, when the clock's on, crazy things happen. So you can't can't count any any chips. Can't cash any chips yet. I hear that. Uh, Z, uh, tremendous show once again. Um, excellent job as always, and uh, we'll see you again next week. All right. All right. Great stuff. Another great one, JT. Take care. See you, bud. Bye.